the three first foundations of meditation practices, and the fourth are a collection of teachings that support the practice, the teachings of awakening. In the first foundation, it's of the body. We've been practicing with the first three of six practices of mindfulness of breathing, bringing mindfulness to the bodily posture, bringing mindfulness to the day-to-day activities. Just so you know, there's three other practices within this foundation that may just naturally begin to uh, arise within your practice. And so it's part of the domain of the totality of what it is to be a human being. There's a practice on the anatomical parts of the body called the 32 parts of the body meditation. There's a meditation on the composition of the body made of primary elements of solids, liquids, motion, and temperature. There's also a practice on the mindfulness of death in different stages of decomposition. This practice of one day, I know it will be otherwise. The second foundation has to do with um, feeling tones. The third is of mind states, and tomorrow we'll enter into mind states. But for today, we're going to be bringing awareness into feeling tones. And it's helpful with this practice to continue to be grounded in the body, this breathing body, or sensing into the sensations that are present or the sounds that are occurring. So this grounding in the body, but being aware from time to time of different feeling tones of experience. In psychology, they sometimes refer to as hedonic feeling tones or the valence. But for me, I like to make things simple, and it, it's, it's kind of like this, the immediacy of a, of a reaction, a gut reaction. And so from time to time as we're sitting, we'll be aware that there may be a pleasant feeling at times or an unpleasant one. Or sometimes it's in between. It's neither pleasant nor unpleasant. It's um, neutral or <clears throat> indifferent. It's not very prominent, very noticeable. But often we're going between these three throughout the day and night. Pleasant feeling, an unpleasant one, a neutral one. And so our practice is to become aware at times when there's something pleasant that's arising something unpleasant, or something that's neither, and just to know it. This, the significance of this particular practice, and it's amazing when we look at these four foundations, that a whole foundation is dedicated towards feeling tones, because in the chain of reactivity, the chain of action, sometimes called, <coughs> actually it's called a paticca samopada, or dependent origination. In this particular chain of sequential events, it points to a wheel that creates suffering, reactivity, and 
in these steps of the sequential reactions, feeling tones are very early in that sequence. If we can become aware that we're getting activated very it's more sooner than later, we can perhaps circumvent a whole uh, litany, a whole novel, a whole trilogy of reactivity. So catching it close, oh, here's unpleasant, to know it, to experience it, to understand it. And like all things, it has beginning, middle, and ends. It comes and goes, just like the breath we've been breathing goes in and out, or sounds of being listened to, or rising and passing, or different sensations appearing and gradually leaving. And so, too, the, so too, these feeling tones of experience are coming and going. Last night I was speaking about my grandson, who's nearly six months old. And <clears throat> he's just beginning to get introduced to food. And I remember our niece, Nafi, uh, being introduced to food. And, you know, when there was a berry coming in her mouth, there was an immediate, mmm. And if there was something else, it was like, there. So it's like the immediacy of that experience. Just like if when my dog sees me put on my shoes, she knows it's a W-A-L-K. She's starting to wag her tail. She's starting getting really excited. And of course, sometimes I used to do a lot of traveling. I don't anymore. But when my dog would see me open up the suitcase, she'd get kind of put her head in between her two paws. It's like, oh no, he's going out? He's leaving? So there's certain types of an immediacy, a gut reaction to things that sometimes we don't even barely notice. It's only much later, like a snowball that's going down a mountain that becomes an avalanche. And so it's, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> so in this chain of reactivity, chain of creating the wheel of, of, of suffering, my teacher, Tempu Luciano, he used to give a very simple explanation of this process. And simply what he'd say is that if you know, you can break the cycle. If you don't know, you will go around and around. This is dependent origination. So if you know, you can begin to break the cycle of reactivity because you're catching it really early and circumventing all this reaction. But if you don't know, you go around and around and around. So here in the practice, we'll be sitting as we have been sitting with ourselves and being with the breath, being with the body. And from time to time, definitely, there'll be times where something might be pulling you in one direction or another towards something pleasant or unpleasant. And just to know it, recognize it, to acknowledge it, 
to breathe into it if you want. What, but, to, but simply to just know that these tones of experience, they're like weather systems. I grew up um, in the Boston area and I actually was getting some feedback. Oh, oh, some of the words you say sound like you're from Boston. <clears throat> and you know what we say in Boston is, uh, you know, how's the weather? Well, like, wait a minute, because it's changing dramatically often. And so the weather systems of these feeling tones, so many coming and going. Just to be known, you don't have to analyze it and try to figure it out. Sometimes just in the knowing, in the experiencing, it will reveal more without us trying to do anything with it. The feeling tones are these impressions or cut reactions to things are not as complex as it gets involved into thoughts and emotions and figuring out this and that, but this tones of experience and just to know them. Oh, here's unpleasant. And it may be that you've been off in a whole story reacting to this to reacting to that, but then all of a sudden you realize, oh, here's the story and here's the unpleasant feeling. Or here's the pleasant feeling, to know it. So, on either way, just to know these feelings, these feeling tones are coming and going as part of experience. And again, as we do the practice, just continuing to ground in the body. The breath, or expanding to sounds or sensations, being grounded. And just experiencing and knowing feeling tones as they come and they go. Pleasant, unpleasant. Sometimes you're like, huh, it's just kind of neutral right now. And just It's to be known, to be experienced. Being present.
So just being aware of these different feeling tones and just sure that for whatever reason I lost completely the ability to unmute myself and had to log out and log back in and like in the middle of it it was like, oh, here's an unpleasant feeling. It's just carrying on, it's feeling tones coming and going and of course the pleasant feeling of back on again, I can talk, you can hear me being present.
thank you. And um, I'm actually reminded uh, Mary Grace yesterday was quoting some of the words from Achan Sumedho, who was a very beloved elder in the Theravadan, Thai Theravadan forest tradition, actually an American, who was um, one of the first American uh, students of Achan Cha, very beloved Thai forest meditation teacher. And Mary Grace was quoting him saying, it's like this. And I felt that was very fitting. And, you know, the, the guidance that I offered this morning really took on a three-dimensional reality because, as I shared a little bit earlier, um, for whatever reason, I, I tried to unmute myself and I couldn't <laughs> in Zoom. And so then it's like, what do I do? And I sent a text to the host and I finally figured out if I just leave and um, and then just re-sign in that I could become the, the co-host. But it was it was really interesting to really stick, like, oh, it's like this. This is an unpleasant moment. Like, I really got it in that moment. And when it came back on, it's like this. And, and there was a pleasant feeling. And, and then I had the heat going in my office here, and, and somehow the wind opened up. I have two doors in my office, and the and the wind opened up another door, and, and it, there was a draft, and it was like, oh, it's like this, it's unpleasant, it's cold, and oh, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to close the door. So, like, you know, these things of life, like, oh, it's like this, here's unpleasant. There's some roofers next door, uh, they're taking off a roof and putting in a new one, and there's all these sounds, it's like this. I could actually spend the whole day perseverating about this, and and getting more and more built up with my reactions, but it's like this. And there's a sense of it falling away. It's like this. It's very helpful, and I, I feel like I'm experiencing it in a, in a deep way right now. It's like this. Wherever you are, it's like this. And how can I meet it, and to know it, to experience it, and not necessarily fire. I have a choice. If you know, you can break the cycle. If you don't know, you go around and around. This is dependent origination. And of course, it can work on the opposite way. If there's a pleasant spiritual, this can lead to a transcendental dependent origination. It can lead, as I begin to develop confidence, and I feel the, the rush of of, of the mind getting steady, it also sets another trajectory towards liberation. It's like this. So we'll pause for a few minutes for some, any comments or questions about the practice from the talk, and we will end uh, this time at about 10 before the hour because... Um, we have the practice discussions, so we want to give a little bit of time for people if they need to um, have a bio break and to adjust, and, and others will just continue with the walking, and we'll uh, return back for the sit at um, 11.45. But if you have a comment or question, um, you could maybe electronically raise your hand. That would be helpful, and we can go from there.
Please, Eric, thank you so much. Uh, thanks, Bob. Um, my question is, I guess I'm wondering how much to focus on the feeling tones as opposed to my breath or body sensations. Is it sort of I only look at feeling tones when it's pretty obvious or I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's the object of concentration? Thanks. Thank you. That's a, a wonderful question. And to me, it can go, it can go both ways. If your concentration is very um, height, you know, feels like it's gaining momentum, you could potentially just stay with these feeling tones. If it's feeling less so and you're just being grounded in the body and then all of a sudden there's a, uh, a weather system moving in of a feeling tone, then just to know it in that moment, it's like this. And you'll see it has its beginning, its middle, and its end, and, and perhaps just this natural way of coming back into the body. So you could experiment. Great. Thank you very much. That's very helpful. Thank you. And Susan, please. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, in the practice this morning, I was recognizing that the negative feeling tones just feel more powerful <laughs> than the positive ones. Um, you know, I can feel them in my body. I can, you know, I have a strong, I generally have a stronger reaction to them. The, the positive ones feel more kind of expansive, but it's more subtle. I don't know if that's... Um, how it is or just today or universal, but I, I just wanted to hear your thoughts about that. Mm. Thank you. And, um, you know, it, they can change and particularly depending on whatever it is that's pleasant, that becomes very strong and alluring and intoxicating. And <laughs> so it can depend. And so it depends on what particular weather systems coming on. What I also feel can happen is the light of our awareness is kind of like a spotlight. And so as we bring attention to something, at times some things can get bigger because we're actually bringing attention to seeing it. And it may be, you know, so it might be that the more unpleasant one, as you bring attention to it, it may sometimes get a little bit bigger. And and just to, to you know, we'll invite to, to ride that wave. If it's getting too uncomfortable, too scary, then the importance of regulation and, and steadying back into the body or just the, the sense of, oh, it's like this. I, I see you. I acknowledge you. Um, but it can change. So there could be a pleasant one that also, as you bring awareness to it and really experience it, it, it also could potentially get stronger. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you so much. And I want to make sure, is it Kumi? Did I pronounce your name correctly? Kumi. Kumi, yeah. please. Yes, Kumi. Yes, uh, I was wondering about neutral. Could that be kind of suppressed or uh, um, I would appreciate it if you can clarify a little bit more about neutral. Feeling tone. Neutral, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, I think that it it's more pronounced if something's pleasant or unpleasant, less so neutral. But I, I, 
in the in the definition, it, it wouldn't involve suppression. There's a sense of just not noticing. It's not stirring up anything. And so it'd just be you know and and um, you know, but it's interesting. Sometimes people go, well, I'll hear someone say, well. It's just kind of neutral, and I'll go, all right, it's neutral, and then I'll then they'll say, but but it's really boring, and I don't like it. Go, and it's now not neutral anymore. It's actually an unpleasant feeling. So, the the, the neutral is just neutral, but then we may add on to that because all of a sudden we're determining that it's not okay. Mm. But the the classic definition is it's neither pleasant nor unpleasant. Sometimes there's sometimes like you go in a room and, and you don't even notice what's in the room. You're not seeing it. Then all of a sudden, there's like a really beautiful painting. Like, wow, I really want it. Or, or, or maybe something. Ooh, that's really terrible. I can't believe they designed the house like that. And sometimes it's like you know, you don't even notice anything. Mm. There's, there's nothing that that's drawing your attention. Mm, I don't know why I put it toward more unpleasant than than you know when when it's pleasant. You, I think it's. You feel okay to really feel it there, but then, yeah, so I, I was unclear. Thank you. Yes, but sometimes it's just that it's neither pleasant nor unpleasant. And so and it's somewhere in between those. And I see that Linda has her hand. We'll, Linda, we'll have to make it a little, we'll see if we can get this done because it's just about our time to segue into the practice discussions. But please, Linda. It's actually just a, a question for you. I set a retreat with you several years ago on the parts of the body. I believe in Spirit Rock. Mm -hmm. And that was a wonderful retreat. And sometime in that, you cited a, a poem about, and I believe it was a woman or a young girl who just let go. Mm -hmm. And I found that just amazing. And I don't know where I can find that poem. I was wondering if you might uh, find that for us. I'll make a note and I'll put it in the, that we have a poetry list. And I, I forget the name of the person, but I know what you're talking about. And I'll put it in on that Google Doc for everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. So without any further ado, thank you so much. Continuing on with the practice and practice discussions coming up and uh, those will begin at 11 o'clock PST and everyone else um, this, your time is for walking practice and then we'll meet back in the meditation hall at 11:45. thank you so much